This show is produced by Pastime Studios. Hey there, before this episode begins, I just want to thank Bryson for coming on the show once again, and I'd also like to give a shout-out to our patron, Kevin. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com pastime. We uh, recently just changed some stuff around on there, so go check it out if you're interested. Uh, but as always, just following and subscribing, telling someone about the show is a great free way to show your support. Uh, here's the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of the Pastime Thinker podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Piquette, and today my guest is Bryson McBain. It's been about a year. Hey. It's been about a year since you were on last. The Damn. last episode you were on was published January 26th or 29th, something like that. Um, uh, so yeah, it's been about a year. How you been? Been good, man. Been good. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, living life. However, I can. Um, yeah. Been uh, still trying to get a bunch of acting gigs. Yeah, you've been can. you've been you've been getting a couple acting gigs. Every now and then, you, you send me a uh, some very funny f- Snapchats of you behind the scenes of some interesting projects. Yeah, I can't I can't send too much, or uh, you know, I'll, I'll maybe lose my job. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there was uh, there was one that involved a diaper. A horse head and nipple clamps. Yes, so, I, I have that saved. It's my wallpaper. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's been you've been doing a lot of indie films, like in particular, right? Have they been like indie? Well, I know I said indie films, but have they been like near feature length movies? Are they more of like a a series? Like do you just kind of do one shots uh, or? I think um, I'm not entirely sure if this this last one I did was a feature film, but um, had a good cast. Had uh, had uh, what's her name? Um, Hampshire. Hampshire. From, uh, Shit's Creek. Can't remember her first name. No, um, neither can I. I don't watch Shit's Creek, unfortunately. Uh, it had um, Colin Mockery. From whose uh, line is it anyway? Yeah, I didn't even know. I know that he lives in Toronto because when yeah, he's eighty. Yeah, when I was living in Toronto, I never bumped into him, but I knew where to go to potentially bump into him because I had mm-hmm. a lot of friends be like, "Oh, I went." I'm not going to say the location just in case, but like a lot of people saying like, "Oh, I was just here," and like, "Yeah, I saw Colin Mockery." Like, I knew like three people on three different occasions who like bumped into Colin Mockery in a place that like I went to as well semi-frequently and I was like why the fuck like I got so many questions about Wayne (laughs) I think (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people I like a lot of celebrities like just you know move around a lot in the GTA at least yeah and uh yeah so it's just I think they're good at hiding Oh, I didn't even recognize him until he's a lot taller than I thought. He wasn't even the tallest person in the cast. I know. How tall he's is taller he? Than me. He's taller than me. Um, he might be. How tall are you? I'm just under six one. Like I'm six one. I think he's like your height, maybe six two. Huh. I and didn't know. I mean, he's always again. He's not even the tallest person in the cast. So like, I just. Kind yeah, of I saw. I just thought he was average. I wouldn't expect him to be tall. Yeah. I don't know. It was, uh, yeah. 
I was surprised. But yeah, he's uh, and he, he's he's just so cool, man. He, I don't want to give away too much of what I what I was doing and what he was doing, but no, no, for sure, very for sure. relaxed. He's very relaxed on set, and he's just like you could tell he's just like a he's just a, a comedy legend. Like, <laughs> oh no, he absolutely is. Like, yeah. um, uh, I mean, this might be a weird sidebar, but like. I was having a conversation with someone the other day about whose line is it anyways. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about just the the art of improv itself and whose line came up. And we were, I forget the exact line, like the exact line of speech we were doing, but we basically boiled down to like, if whose line is it anyways might have possibly hindered improv by putting a slant on it that improv must be and is exclusively funny. Mm. Mm. Because you can improv serious scenes, you can improv, you know, sadder scenes, but if whose line is it anyways, to some capacity may have uh, cemented or you know, kind of gave the impression that improv is exclusively funny or must be funny. Mm-hmm. That's that's interesting. I've never really, yeah. I mean, I've always kind of had that in my mind when I think of improv. It's like, gotta get a chuckle. Yeah, I gotta get a chuckle. Gotta get a laugh. Yeah, and like it, it makes me wonder too if like that's why some people might be nervous about improv because if someone might not Mm -hmm. see themselves as someone witty or you might not think that you personally are a funny person, therefore the idea of improvising makes you uncomfortable because you don't know how to make it funny. But who knows, that person might be able to improvise a very moving scene or a very scary scene and it it would still be improv. Yeah. I want to, I want to, Take some more improv classes. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed those. Yeah, I had... Because, like, again, for people listening, I don't... Because I know this is Bryson's third time on the show. I don't know if this has come up before, but Bryson and I went to, to school together. And we took improv. And I had a weird relationship with improv. Like, I was never unwilling, but I was shitting my pants the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, like, I know there was a few times where I went up and just crickets. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Because I would also like to think that, like, in, in a personal sense, like, when we were hanging out outside of class, like, I, I, I thought I was pretty good at improv. And then we go to class and I, I would choke so bad. Mm. Do you think it was, like, the added aspect of the teacher there and the grading possibly or i don't know like again i was i was never unwilling to go up but i was not having a good time the whole time i was up there there were like again like if you do it enough times something sticks like i know that like i got a laugh like a few times but more times (laughs) usually i wouldn't that airport scene that one where uh Oh, and Joe. yeah, I remember the airport scene. 
I was a kid. That and but again though, like I and I know that like all participating members in an improv scene are like equally valuable, but like I felt like I was at my best when I was just exclusively doing yes and like you say something, I'll go with it. I'm not gonna change the direction of the scene. Like you still gotta change the direction. I'll go with what you're doing. Like I'm not mm. like again, I was very willing, but I don't feel yeah. like I contributed much. Mm. So it was like you were you would you would grab on to what was going on, but you just you didn't know what to pull out of your pockets. Yeah. You just, yeah. And like looking back on it now, like a lot of the scenes that we did in improv was basically that. Like it was basically a lot of the characters I played in improv was like the doormat. Like let's just basically like the whole joke was like, let's see what we, what we can make Fred do. But like I wasn't actually developing the scene itself. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, I get you. I don't know. I uh, I I just miss like in person in person classes so much. Like yeah. I did one uh, uh, about like two months ago with Conrad. Oh, nice! Our was, professor Conrad Coates. It was fun. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, uh, it was very. It was like probably less than the ten of us, and uh, oh wow, it was very. That's very intimate. It was very intimate, and it was just uh, it was just so refreshing because like I hadn't had that. What was that? Two months ago, so I hadn't had that for like three years. Yeah. So it was just like beautiful. Whenever I do think back, like I don't know if I just miss in person learning or if I miss college or if I just miss the experience I had in college. Mm, You know what I mean? Like if I were to like go back to school or go back to some kind of in person learning, like would it be what it was? Mm -hmm. You know? It'll be different. Cause it's, It'll be different. Yeah, like, it's not the same people. It's not the same circumstances. Like, yeah. as I mean, I don't know if I miss being there or miss what I went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit of both. Yeah. Maybe. But anyway. How does that make you feel? <laughs> how does that make you feel? Uh, but get yeah. the podcast. Fred, this is a therapy session. Dude, that's what a lot... Like, again, I, I, I know I didn't say this, but we went to school for, for acting, essentially. And, and yeah, it's... I don't... I, I would casually disagree with people who would say this, but now that I've actually went through the program, like, I have a hatred for people who think that, like, anything in the arts is just, like, an easy grade or, like, an easy school experience, if that makes sense. Like, it's not the same as other programs but it's just as stressful it's just as strenuous it's just as difficult Mm -hmm. like yeah i don't have to memorize these chemical components or these literary mechanics but like it's it's 7 a.m and now i have to fucking cry in in front of everyone yeah i have to remember five minutes worth of fucking shakespeare know what i'm talking about repeat it all day and repeat it all day like it's not like like at least for acting specifically like it's not like 
they give you a monologue, like some Shakespearean monologue, and be like, we'll see you next week when you perform it. It's like, no, it's like, we're going to workshop this for a week straight. And then next week is just when you'll be graded on it. But you're going to say these words in a row 20 times. Yep. And every time you got to get a little bit better, or you got to do this differently, or you got to you got to work on this or the not as often, but the, do you know what this word means? You got to know what you're saying. <laughs> you got to know what uh, you're saying. There's been a couple times where you can be, you can have the monologue down pat memorized, know what you're doing, know how you're going to say it. And then you figure out what one of the words in the monologue means. You're like, I can't fucking deliver it like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and like yeah. it'll happen with Shakespeare more times than not. I find, For sure. yeah, because and that's another thing because there's a lot of Shakespearean monologues that are like up for debate. Because mm. I remember, I wouldn't say arguments, but creative discussions with professors and with classmates about like what this particular line means. Yeah, and everyone's argument sounds valid. And you have to pick one or it'll change the direction of the whole monologue. Yeah. Have you watched uh, the new uh, Denzel Wilson with uh, Macbeth? No, I know it's out there. I've been told to watch it. I have not watched it yet. Very good. It, it feels like a theater experience. Oh. But like done through a movie like so like a cinematic theater experience what, kind of so what the greatest showman tried to do i guess yeah <laughs> it was yeah definitely not as uh showy as the greatest <laughs> show but it was like it's uh it's black and white oh. and it just gives this like feeling of like like the old style of movies but mm-hmm. then like the theatrical feel but it it's just, it's just beautiful man it was uh yeah it's just didn't know all that they were saying in that movie um, <laughs> I, watched, I watched a couple versions of the story but um yeah yeah i've I, had i there's a lot of times i don't know how i feel about like live action cinematic versions of shakespeare like, mm-hmm. this might be a hot take, but, like, I really don't fucking care for Romeo and Juliet. Like, okay. the, the live-action movie with, yeah, uh, with uh, DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Yeah. Didn't care for it. Did not care. I remember, because we had to watch it when I was in high school. We read the play as a class first. Then we watched a stage production of it the stage production was on dvd but like we watched a live action stage production of it and then i guess as like a treat or like a break from like the shakespearean stuff she our teacher put on the dicaprio movie and i was like very disappointed in it i i can't quite explain why i mean like the only thing i'll give it is that it was kind of cool that they could uh, deliver the lines verbatim from the play 
in a more modern setting and it still contextually made sense like that was cool but again that's more credit to shakespeare than it is on the people who made the movie yeah yeah i, I watched that a long time ago yeah oh I yeah remember. i haven't watched it uh, since yeah i think i watched it at school sometime as well when, yeah uh but yeah i don't know uh, i want to get more into shakespeare but i think that's just you can't i don't think i don't know i think shakespeare has to call you in a way you know you yeah i mean it just sucks because you can't really wait for shakespeare to call you when it's a part of the school curriculum and from grade nine to 12 you will absolutely read at least three shakespearean plays i don't know if they've changed it like that it's at least when i was in high school like we did uh romeo and juliet in grade nine merchant of venice in grade 10 and Macbeth in grade 11 yeah and like that was like the standard well not those specific plays but like that you did a shakespeare for grade 9 10 and 11 english how do you feel about uh the whole not saying like Macbeth? Say, instead of saying, saying that you say <laughs> Scottish play do you not remember being in class with me i would say Macbeth like 30 times a day i remember that i'm just wondering like <laughs> how do you feel obviously like yeah you you don't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> i really don't i think if i was in an actual like theater theater i might do it more out of respect to the other actors but yeah. When we're in a school setting, like, not in a theater, we're more in, like, a... I don't even know how to describe our classroom. Like, just a room, I guess I'll call it. It wasn't, like, a typical school room with, like, desks and stuff. It was, like, a huge, empty room with, like, padded floors, and we had, like... You call it a studio. Studio. Yeah, studio. Yeah. I just, for one, I didn't fucking care enough to not say it while in a studio, and, like, Two, I didn't feel like given the context of that word that it would have any power in a studio. Um, I'm I'm just imagining right now if you said this to like Mark, then Mark <laughs> would just be like, "You are so wrong." Well, that's what I mean. If I was, because it's my understanding, you can correct me if I'm wrong, that it is unlucky to say Macbeth while in the process of rehearsing and getting ready for a stage production. Yeah. We were doing college courses. Like, there's nothing to jinx. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see your perspective. I see. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, because I, 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 yeah. when we were rehearsing for stuff, like, more specifically, like, our end-of-term performances, like, I would not say anything because then i felt like we were actually in rehearsal for something and i didn't want to jinx anything mm -hmm. but but that's just because other people pressured me to i, I think if i just said <laughs> if i were to just say Macbeth and no one in class even reacted to it yeah i don't think it would have stopped me from saying it during certain times but there was a lot of times where like i knew that like if i were to say Macbeth, you know while we're running lines then you know i know there are people who would genuinely get uncomfortable, genuinely get upset with me, and some people who would genuinely verbally tell me that I'm upsetting them by doing that. So, like, yeah. out of respect for 
the other people, I don't, I, I wouldn't say it, but if they didn't care, I would say it. Yeah. Not because I believe that the word itself has any like kind of power, but I also understand that more of a cultural thing that like, it's not even if you're afraid of the word, it's just tradition to not say it. So I, I do yeah. respect it a little bit more that way. Yeah, I always have that like. I don't know when I hear the word, I immediately go like, "Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> Scottish play!" You're supposed to say the Scottish play. What happens in my head every time I hear that word? No, I don't. I don't know why. Because again, it's not like I was like unfamiliar with Macbeth going into college because I had to read it for grade eleven. So like, yeah. I was aware of all of that. I did stage productions in high school where we all refused to say Macbeth. Yeah. And I don't know. And then like I went to college and I was just kind of like, well, that was a fun thing I did as a kid. Like surely these fellow adults don't care if I say Macbeth. And then I, then they immediately jumped down my throat. You said what? Yeah. I forget too. There was a couple times where they tried to like not the professors, but like fellow classmates were like, "You need to get out of this classroom while we're rehearsing," because like you you just said it, so you need to leave while we re- while we rehearse this scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like, do you have any strong feelings about Macbeth, one way or the other? Um, no. I mean, I think. Watch my OBS I mean, just kind of It just like it just yeah. It just, every time I hear it, I'm always I always just have that like oh he he or she said it or that they said it and then it's just like I yeah I don't know. Uh, I think it's just because it's been drilled into me that like yeah if you say it you got to knock on the table or you got to like spin around a bunch of times and then. I don't know, just, uh, and then walk in through the door backwards. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's what they try uh, to make me do. Yeah. They try to make me leave the studio backwards. I yeah. forget. I forget. Well, no, actually I remember exactly who tried to make me do it. I just won't say their name while we're recording, but why did it, why do you have to walk backwards? Dude, I don't know. I don't know. Reverse, uh, reverse what you've done. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Very interesting. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I say it here and there, but then I also catch myself and I'll go like, Scottish play. The Scottish play. I don't know. Yeah. Like, at the same time, like, I understand that, like, if you're in this world, you would understand that the Scottish play is Macbeth. But I have an ego, so I just always assume people don't know what I'm talking about. So I just, I just say Macbeth. That way I can just yeah. continue my sentence instead of going, the Scottish play. And they're like, what do you mean the Scottish play? Oh, the Scottish play is Macbeth. And then continue, like, yeah. I'm just cutting the fucking middleman. And I'm just, like, so conditioned to, like, speaking like that. Of just, like, yeah. say what I'm, say what exactly what I mean. So that I don't have to explain myself further. So I can just actually say the thing that I wanted to say when I began this sentence. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, as somebody who uh, doesn't say a lot at times, I I, I feel that a lot. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. How's uh How's the weather in Sudbury? <laughs> it's like plus two right now. We've we had an extremely extremely mild entry into the winter, 
Then we had like half a month of just freezing cold, shit ton of snow. And like now it's like getting into spring, I would say. I don't want to jinx that. Yeah. We're supposed to be getting, uh, supposed to be getting like 20, 20th, I think 20 to 25 centimeters over yeah. the next 48 hours. In Toronto? Yeah. Like the whole, like the GTA. Wow. Well, uh, you guys gonna make it? Oh, we'll be fine, <laughs> honey. Yeah. I was at, um, a, f- a few weeks ago, there was like a, a horrible, st- it was like the biggest storm we got hit with so far. Yeah. And it was, uh, and it just, it just happened suddenly. Like I was, uh, just suddenly, was, you're, you're walking on the pavement and then suddenly you're climbing over well, snowbanks. I say suddenly because I went to bed and then I woke, woke <laughs> up the next morning and then I woke up and so I guess, yeah, through the night and, uh, yeah. I slept for eight hours, but suddenly <laughs> when I woke up, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I just, I was at, uh, I was at my girlfriend's house and she lives in a basement and the uh, basement apartment. And so the door that goes outside has like a stairwell. Oh no, like Scott Pilgrim. And I opened the door and it was above my waist. The snow was above my waist. So I, like, I think I'm spending another night. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. It was like five, it felt like five feet of snow because it just, it all like fell in. Yeah. Like from the top. Yeah. It was, crazy i don't mean to sound rude but like moving from a very northern town to toronto like oh yeah soft yeah like a lot of you uh southerners like really can't handle the weather that canada as a whole is known for yeah no i mean i think i'm i mean i definitely if i went up north like north north yeah for the winter i know it'd feel it definitely feel more intense. It would feel like an apocalyptic I think, event. I think I think <laughs> I could handle it better than others, but I definitely know people. It's yeah. like I think people that grow up in the GTA. They they don't know what like true, true Canadian winter is, and I th- yeah. you definitely do. Like, <laughs> it's just yeah. It's, well, it's when intense. I talk about it too, I don't mean that like extreme weather conditions was just a fucking norm like i don't mean that like i don't mean that like it was like yeah once we hit november it's just negative 40 until may like no that's not at all what i lived through but yeah like quite a lot of experiences where even (laughs) like going to the cottage one weekend no snow wake up the next (laughs) morning and we're shoveling ourselves out, and all I have on are, like, a t-shirt, a loose sweater, and shorts. And, like, basically, like, thanking the Lord that we, like, left our skidoos at the cottage. That way we can actually get all of our stuff to the car, and then shovel the car out to get out. But, like, that's a thing that's happened in, like, the middle of May. Where, Holy shit. Yeah, we, we went to our camp, did the whole thing, freaking went swimming, like, ran around, like, 
like good like really warm spring weather like i wouldn't say like yeah and then we go to bed and then we wake up the next morning and my uh my mom and stepdad are shoveling us out of the cottage to begin with sending me and my brother to like go see if there's still gas in the skidoos um uh we had to start the skidoos we had to bring them over we had to start packaging all of our stuff and like tying it to the back end of the skidoo so that we can move all of the stuff that we're supposed to bring back home to the car that's that's madness yeah yeah that's people in the gta they don't know what that's like i mean they know what that's (laughs) a little bit but they don't know what that's like that's i mean not everybody and then i don't know if this might have been a conversation i've had with you but somebody in our program who was born and raised in Toronto, but essentially like what's a snow day in Toronto? Like what qualifies as a snow day? Is it just improper road conditions? Um, I think it's like uh, improper road conditions, but also like it's got to be a fair amount of snow. Yeah. I would have snow days because the weather was so cold that the buses just would not start. I think we've had like a handful of those yeah in in 20 years. Yeah. But that's No, we we'd, we'd have we have a handful of those per year, I would say. It was either because improper road conditions or like it's negative 45 before the wind chill and just the buses will not start. Yeah. I think yeah, the the frustrating thing about like snowstorms here is because i guess uh, up north isn't as like heavily trafficked yeah here it's like everybody's still like if it's if it's summer outside the roads are always busy yeah in the gta so when there's a snowstorm hitting everybody's still going you know i'm still gonna try and do what i have to do and then so there's just there's always people moving around here oh yeah and it's that's that's what's the frustrating thing is because there's always car accidents there's always like snow delay ah, it's just well i think a lot of it to do is like the actual like infrastructure of toronto isn't designed to have that much snow yeah so like a lot of that you know because like a lot of toronto is wide streets narrow sidewalks a million people going either way like small margin for error yeah just getting around yeah it's crazy it's yeah it just it just feels like there's so many people at times (laughs) it blows my mind i know i used to work downtown dundas square like i i experienced people yeah like it's so refreshing going up north as Mm. i love going up north just because it's like barely it, it feels like there's barely anybody around <laughs> you, and, you feel the privacy yeah and it's just like it just feels more peaceful and quiet and it's just yeah i gotta go on a vacation man I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, i gotta yeah gotta get away come on over uh but that's about all the time we have for this segment we're gonna take a quick uh 
mid-roll ad break, and uh, we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Pastime Studios. If you like my conversations with a wide range of people and topics, but would also like to see my thoughts and opinions on more hot-button issues or recent topics, check out my topical segment with my childhood friend Josh. Uh, Fun fact, just because we're friends, we don't always agree on what we're discussing. Uh, If you want more of a sci-fi experience, and really do enjoy Bryson's voice, he is a part of another show of ours, Project Maternity. And lastly, if you want some experience with us on Twitch, check out King Tamacross. Uh, We're currently playing the entire Kingdom Heart franchise, for better and for worse. We're currently in Chain of Memories. Uh, Links for everything will be in the description below. And uh, back to the episode. And we're back. Woo! So another thing I wanted to, like, ask you about is uh, you started a clothing brand. Yes, I did. Uh, it's called T Roof Nine O Five T R O O F Nine O Five. You can find us on Instagram at T Roof Nine O Five. So currently, I'm I'm making uh, clothes on Teespring. Yeah. Um, print on demand. So, yeah. uh, saves uh, saves me money from doing it that way. Um, I'm thinking of though branching out to other uh, services online and Mm -hmm. finding ways of like making more environmentally friendly clothing. Yeah. So just cause I know, I know clothes are one of like the biggest causes of pollution. Oh really? I didn't, I never really put, put them in pollution. I know depending on how you get the fabric and I can see them being, bad for the environment depending on how you acquire the fabric i didn't think that they actually caused yeah, but, pollution well I, I don't know i might be wrong about that but i think it's <laughs> or at least like they just end up in landfills and don't fucking oh, yeah that's don't go anywhere. yeah and it's just like it's just it's uh so i want to i'm just starting right now but i want to try and focus an effort towards making just more environmentally friendly products. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't want to feel like a monster. <laughs> what's making, uh, uh, what? What's like the inspiration behind it? Like T Roof Nine Hundred Five. Why is that the name? So um, T Roof uh, started from. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a little a little journey back. Um, <laughs> When I was in high school, I uh, had the uh, the idea, the dream, the aspiration to become a rapper. A and, rapper. Uh, yeah, uh, a, a hip hop artist, and um, the the trouble was I didn't know uh, how to express myself uh, musically. Okay. And artistically. And um, so, yeah, um, I would always be asked, like, how, I, oh, you're a rapper? All right. Well, like, go. Give us something. Yeah. You know, you're a rapper, rap. And I would be like that guy on that talk show. Have you seen that one where the guy is asked to freestyle and he's just sitting there and he goes, like, back in the day when I was. 
and then he just he doesn't know what to say. He's just like, <laughs> just yeah. That was me. Every time I would try to rap. And then if I like if I wrote something, I was like too shy and embarrassed to like share it. But I was so stubborn on being like, I'm gonna be a rapper. So I just kept telling people I'm a rapper. And uh, <laughs> so my friends uh supported me, but they also I had to bust my balls. Oh, of course. Uh, and so one day I was I remember I remember it was a it was a it was a warm May day and I was out front Geno's with a few of my buddies. I'm unfamiliar and, with uh, warm May days. Ah yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Toronto GTA thing. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't know. Um sorry. Um, so yeah, I was out front Geno's and, uh, my friend was just like, you know, if you're going to be a rapper, you gotta, you gotta speak the truth. You gotta speak the truth, the T roof. And he, was just, <laughs> he was just trying to get in my ear and, uh, you know, just hype me up. And, uh, and just ever since then, he just kept, he, he would just say T roof. You gotta spit the truth. And then somehow we just started calling our friend group T-Roof. Okay. And um, and then uh, one day my friend, uh, the one who came up with the whole, you got to speak the truth. He's a, he's an artist and he come, he came up with a logo. And so two of my friends actually have the logo he made tatted on them wow and i'm i've been i want to get it i just don't know where to put it on me right on your forehead i'm not pulling a drake (laughs) i'm not not doing that um but uh yeah so basically that's where it's inspired from is just like my friend group and Mm -hmm. uh, uh 905 is like the area code we live in okay and also, ninety-five is when most of us are born. Okay. And then T roof is like truth, but then uh, he made uh, the way he made the the symbol. I haven't put it on any of the clothing yet. Okay. Because I want to talk to him. Because then like, first. Yeah. Um. But the way he designed it was like it looks like the toxic symbol. Okay. And then there's a nine and a five on each side of it. And then, uh, so then the nine with the dot under the the T makes the O, the nine of, oh, fuck, sorry. It's all good. Uh, Discord chats. Um, <laughs> the, the 905 is made out of like the T, the, the O is made out of the T and the dot. But then mm-hmm. the T can also stand for T dot like Toronto. Okay, so there's there's a lot of elements in there, but anyway, yeah, that's that's where it started from. And uh, creatively, it's just it's something I'm I've been enjoying doing. Um, I I, have, I think I have a very um, artistic imagination mm-hmm. and vision, but like if you asked me to like paint. Or draw something. I don't think 
I have, I don't, I don't think I have the the ability to, to articulate what I have in my head. Yeah. So it's more, it's easier to, to do it digitally. Through okay. Like, and you, you, know, you make all the, the designs that's on the, the clothing and stuff? Yeah. That's dope. I've taken a look at a couple of them. There's, I know that there's one sweater in particular that I want to get. Yeah. <laughs> um, I- yeah, and w- how would you describe the actual style itself? Is there a particular genre that you want the whole brand to be like, or is there uh, just whatever you're feeling like, throw it on to a shirt? Or, yeah, or is there like a theme that you want it all to kind of follow? I think I just kind of want to make stuff that, uh, like if, if my friends think it's dope, or if like my friends would say like, yeah, I would wear that or yeah you know and that just that gives me a good enough of an idea of like okay then i think this style works more than this style so mm-hmm. right now i'm I, I think i'm finding my style okay. right now so i'm just kind of i'm like you said i'm kind of just putting whatever i feel like on a t-shirt yeah and then just seeing seeing what is more like what's more favored yeah, and then, just and then kind of carrying on that and following those ideas, and then just, just, just taking feedback and just asking my friends, like, okay, well, what do you think of this design? What do you like about this? What do you don't like about this? Mm-hmm. How do you think it could be better? Do you think I should? So yeah, just just incorporating uh, constructive criticism and just incorporating. Cons- that sounds like your friends are busting your boss. <laughs> they listen. That's that's most of my friends. They, <laughs> And that's that's what makes them such good friends. So. <laughs> that they're willing to shit on something that you're expressing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want their honest opinion. Honestly, like, I don't. For I don't sure. want to. I I hate it when somebody looks at something that, that like I've done, and they're just like, "Oh wow, yeah, wow." Cool. I can definitely see the effort. Yeah, and they <laughs> but they're like really. Yeah, they just—they're not—they're trying to hide what they really feel about it. And yeah, just, like, just just tell me on it. You're hurting my feelings more by doing this than not telling me how you feel. For sure, yeah. I get that. Are, yeah. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it's just something I want to just keep. Uh, it's a flower I just want to keep watering and, and uh, see where it goes and and. Is uh, is clothing specifically something that you have an interest in, or do you think you might expand into other forms or, or types of merchandise in general? I think I will um, at some point, but I think right now I'm just going to focus on clothing. Oh, for sure. Um, I think if, like, yeah, I think if maybe I, if I could make a brand or like a, yeah, just a brand from this, then, um, yeah, I mean, I'll explore other other avenues and options of what i could do um like yeah maybe maybe start a t-roof 905 film production or uh (laughs) something like that um yeah um yeah it's just clothing for now and then we'll we'll see where the world ends up oh that's for sure i I completely understand that like as someone who's trying to make a business right like uh the podcast itself you know it's definitely 
not what it looked like when it first started. It's definitely, um, uh, or even, you know, start the segment that I've been doing with Josh, where we talk about more, uh, more topical things. I don't think I'd be comfortable talking about a lot of those things if I wasn't getting used to just talking to people about anything. And I mean, you know, if I can come up here and like talk to anybody about anything on the podcast, then I should be able to talk about specific things with a close friend of mine and record it and see if it's entertaining and all that. But no, I'm, it's exciting to do stuff like this and it's, it's, you got to do something like nowadays, right? Just to stop you from going crazy. Yeah. No, you can't, you can't just do nothing. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, because of the world we're in right now, I'm not going to talk about that. But uh, because of the circumstances a lot of people are under right now, like a lot of people are migrating to a lot of uh, internet spaces. You know, like I'm not the only one who decided to start a fucking podcast throughout all this. I'm not the only one who, you know, decided to pursue these things. You you know, you're not the only person who tried to start this, but like we all kind of got to do something, got to try something, right? Like one of the pros and cons of, you know, the pandemic is that it forced a lot of people to make that jump to, to pursue things. But because everyone's taking that jump, it also increases the, the competition. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do wonder if like, that's more of a positive than a negative. Cause like, it is a great thing that this was, you know, motivation enough for a lot of people to, to start what they've been talking about doing mm-hmm. in one sense or the other, but everyone's doing that now. So there's like, there's not a lot of space online that isn't blowing up. And because everything's blowing up, there's just, it's just competition, right? They just got to find your niche. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm a, which, you know, is something that I've had a better time with, with uh, project maternity than this show, because you know, Project Maternity is an intellectual property that I was able to write, and it's it's the only thing like it in terms of the storyline and whatnot. But, you know, this, this show, you know, a lot of people have a podcast where it's just people coming on and chatting. And, like, that's kind of just how I see it. I just enjoy having conversations with people and may as well post it online. If I find it interesting, why wouldn't someone else? Well, uh, just quick shout out to Brazil. Uh, quick shout old, out uh, to Brazil. <laughs> listening to the podcast uh bom dia uh brazil for people for people who don't understand last time bryson and i checked out the analytics for uh project maternity uh we have a very big following in brazil for some reason i mean i completely welcome it just wasn't yeah. expecting it if someone, if anybody can give me context as to how or why that could have happened, I'd love to hear it. Please reach out to me. Yeah. But thank you, Brazil. Much love. Much <laughs> love, Brazil. Uh, but yeah, is there, is there anything? Pardon? Press tour coming soon. <laughs> Press tour in Brazil. Is there, would there, is there anything else you want to discuss or anything else you might want to talk about? Or uh, any... Well, Leaving thoughts. Leaving thoughts. Leaving thoughts. Um, I think my thoughts are leaving. Um, 
I, no, no. Um, <laughs> just, just uh, no, just stay safe, um, stay healthy, uh, and stay lovely. Stay lovely. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to be the end of the show then. Thank you, Bryson, for coming on. Uh, for people interested, I'm going to leave a link to uh, T-Roof905 and down below. Uh, g- give it a look. At least peruse it. At least check out the stuff. Maybe you want to buy one of these yeah, sweaters or shirts. Check them yeah. out. I know that there's yeah. one that I, I, I'm getting as soon as I can. Yeah. But uh, thank you for listening. Bryson, thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, until next time, uh, stay tuned for Project Maternity Season 2, where you'll see a lot more of Bryson. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah. Goodbye. Yeah,